Welcome to the RYR Endurance Team Podcast. We are grateful that you've chosen to tune in and listen. If you are a runner, aspiring runner, triathlete, or aspiring triathlete, you are in the right place. We love sharing what we know about these sports. If you like what you hear, you can always learn more by contacting us at ryrcoach at gmail.com or by visiting our website, ryrenduranceteam.com. Hey, if you enjoy our podcast, please do us a favor. Give us a five-star review and subscribe. This helps others find us. Thanks for listening. Good evening, Coach Roberts. Top of the evening. Bedtime. It is getting late, but we've just been crazy busy here lately. I am going to tell you, it has been quite a week. Congratulations at Boston. Thank you. An amazing accomplishment after many years and some adversity you have reached the starting line and crossed the finish line that is correct but those details are going to be for another podcast coming soon coming soon to a podcast near you <laughs> so you just got back from moab yes the moab 240 i was not a participant i was a crew and a pacer part of a crew and a pacer and that I presume will be a future podcast as well. I hope so. We'll let Lee get his feet back under him, literally. What an amazing feat. I can't even, I mean, I can't even wrap my head around it. Incredible. Incredible. (laughs) And beautiful territory out in southern Utah. Just uh, amazing. I did some running while I was out there. The elevation is quite a bit more there than it is here in Kentucky. I think our elevation is 400 and some of the runs I did when my services were not needed as part of the crew were at 8,000 feet. I could tell the difference. You remember the podcast we did recently on breathing, rhythmic breathing and nose breathing? Did you have any trouble with that? I had a little bit of trouble <laughs> with the nose breathing and my breathing rhythm was much quicker than it would have been at the same speed in Owensboro. I will say we had at least one athlete take to heart our podcast topic on breathing because she commented this week on what her breathing was and what she was able to maintain throughout the workout. Well, good. Yeah. I hope that she finds that it helps her relax and perform better. It will. Just a matter of time. Yeah. So you were supposed to get home Wednesday. I didn't see you until Thursday. What happened? (laughs) Well, you've heard about Southwest Airlines and the supposed weather issues they're having. Well, I wasn't on Southwest. I was on American Airlines, and I was flying out of Grand Junction, Colorado, into Dallas-Fort Worth, and then on to Evansville, Indiana. Well, I arrived early on Wednesday morning at the Grand Junction airport, hoping to catch an earlier flight and go standby. Well, that flight was canceled, and lo and behold... I find out in the morning that my 8 p.m. flight in Dallas going to Evansville has been canceled because of weather. You kept putting weather in quotes, but I'll have to say it did look like quite the snowstorms happening over the entire western U.S. You think so? I mean, I saw pictures. I don't know. I just find it hard to believe that a flight that is... 10 hours into the future would be canceled because of weather. So that's why in 
your text messages, you kept putting weather in quotes. Exactly. <laughs> I thought maybe it was a code for something else. I don't know what the underlying reason was. Maybe it was weather, but thank the Lord that all arrived home safely, even if it was a day later than expected. I'm really excited about our podcast this week. I am as well. On this week's podcast, we're going to be interviewing one of our athletes who just completed the Berlin Marathon. His name is Harpreet Minas, and we've been coaching him for a while, and we're just really excited with the progress he's made, and he has a great story to share about his Berlin experience, and we know that our listeners are going to enjoy it as well. All right, well, let's do this. Here we go. Harpreet, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you for having me on, guys. It's uh, it's really been great working with you as an athlete, and we're excited to share your story with our listeners. To get started, won't you just tell us a little bit about yourself, your family, your profession, and your interests outside of running? Uh, sure. Well, let's start by saying uh, congratulations, Paula, on finishing Boston. That's that's really exciting. Yeah. I wish I could have joined you, but uh, circumstances didn't let it this time. But uh, there's always uh, next year or the year after. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I was. It was a a beautiful day, and I was thinking about you, knowing it was a day that you were going to be there. So prayed for your foot and prayed for the little guy that you often run on behalf of, and uh, it was just a, a great day. But yes, one day that'll be you there. Yes, that's right. That's right. Uh, a lot more practice. Maybe we'll get a faster time than what we were supposed to get in Berlin. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, Sub five hours someday. That, that's right. That's right. So, yeah, tell us about yourself outside of running. Uh, so uh, my wife and I, we moved down here to Owensboro two years ago now. She's a physician at the hospital. She does. She works with the high risk pregnancies uh, and then I'm also a physician. I'm a podiatrist. I work for the hospital. So she came down for an interview. They ended up hiring both of us that year. So we were we were excited to be coming down. Uh, since we've been down here, uh, we had our daughter two years ago now. She's grown up quite a bit. And now we're blessed uh, to have a son who's six weeks old now. Thanks to my wife who let me uh, train not only through the pregnancy, but let me go to Germany with the little guy at home. She had two kiddos without her probably supporting me. I don't know if I could have a, gone down there or finished this run anyway. You know, so outside of running, uh, for now, a lot of the times you go to work, you come home, you got two little ones, they take up all your time. By the time you get home, if one is crying, the other one's crying. So you got to feed one, you got to feed the other one. And before you know it, it's time to go to bed and start the, the day all over again the next day. Yeah, your wife definitely gets rock star status. I call her super mom. She does everything. Without her, I don't think this happens. The training, the trip. I, I asked her her blessing before we before I started training. I said, you know, we're going to have our son pretty close to the time I have to travel. You're good if I travel. She said, yes, you've been uh, after this goal for a long time, it, let's go make it happen. We'll figure it out one day at a time. So I was, I was so glad I got to go over there. Yeah, that's great. It really does take the support of your family to reach your big goals. I agreed. Uh, I mean, doing the long runs on the weekends, leaving bright and early in the morning when nobody else is out there running for hours on end. 
I don't think you could do it all on your own. It just especially with two kiddos at home, uh, you need that support from family. And uh, without her, I don't think much of this happens. Well, my baby is going to be 30 years old next year. So it's been a while since we've had those sleepless nights and all the diapers and all the feedings, but it's a, it's a sweet time. And I'm glad that you guys are enjoying it and soaking it up. And I know you're probably a little bit sleep deprived, but it's worth it. I agree. 100% wouldn't change it for the world. So speaking of our children, they're grown up now and it's such a blessing that they have become very athletic themselves and we run together, we swim together, we bike together. And so you have something to look forward to as your daughter and your son grow up, potentially exercising together. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm blessed. We're blessed that both of our kids love being outside. But during the summertime, uh, there was a few days uh, when I went out and I just took the stroller and uh, took her out on the run. She loved it. We've been walking with our uh, our son and he loves being outside. Just curious little guy looking all over the place. He's he enjoys it. So we're blessed. That's the plan. One day as they get older, just let them try out sports, whatever they like. Just keep them active. Hopefully they enjoy running kind of like what I've been doing. Uh, so we can do what you guys do. Go run, go enjoy the outdoors together. That would be pretty awesome. So uh, you mentioned that you're a podiatrist. One of the funniest signs that I saw a spectator holding while I was running Boston this past Monday was all toenails go to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if you, as a podiatrist, treat many distance runners or marathon runners, but Dean and I have both lost a few toenails along the way over the years. <laughs> I've seen a few athletes that have lost a lot of their toenails. Uh, I, I've been lucky as far as that's concerned, but I came home with about a half of my toenails on both feet looking pretty bruised from Germany. So that was the first. I still have them though. They didn't fall off. They're still, they're pretty bruised looking though. <laughs> yeah. I have found that it's usually a delay. I think I'm going to keep them and then mm, bye-bye. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just got back from Moab. I was helping a friend of ours who was in a ultra marathon, a 240 mile race. And you That's want to cool. talk about foot problems that these athletes were having so every about 20 miles, there was an aid station and there was somebody there who could tend to the blisters and the, the toenails if necessary. Just a crazy race. Uh, 240 miles. That's unreal. Considering how tough a marathon is, then you got to go 200 more, 220 more miles on top of that. That's, geez. <laughs> There's a lot of walking involved. But still, that's amazing. It Just amazing what your body can do, really. It truly is. So how did you get started in running? So two years ago is when I first started. I was not a runner, didn't run. I couldn't run, heck, 0.1 miles to, to save my life. I would just kind of stop. Uh, so through a family tragedy, I had a niece who was born who passed away from a heart condition three days later. So I, probably the toughest little girl that I ever had the pleasure of meeting to call her uh, my niece. So uh, when she passed away and I figured, hey, you know, what can I do? to A, raise awareness of uh, pediatric kind of heart conditions to maybe raise a little bit of money for some of these families. So I figured I looked up, I'm like, hey, I'm going to go sign up for the Chicago Marathon. I'm going to train and I'm going to run a marathon and raise some money while I'm doing it. I hadn't run a 
5K, 1K, 2K, 10K, nothing. So I figured, hey, probably a little naive, but started training in February of 2019. Had no idea what to do. So just downloaded a program from the internet, started following it, uh, and then ended up doing the uh, Chicago Marathon in 2019. Uh, pretty amazing. Raised a bunch of money for the uh, kids hospital in Chicago. Had a lot of fun doing it. And after I did that one, so I never did have a goal of running more than one. I was supposed to be just one and done. And then once I did one, A, I'm sure you guys know you get the itch of what can I do next. And that's when I found out about the uh, the major marathons in the, that are in the world. And I said, hey, uh, what, what better idea to keep doing this and go see the world? So that's where the goal of running the six majors came along. So that's where I was, I've done two now, four more to go. So, and that's um, one of the main reasons we wanted to invite you on to our podcast this week is because we have several athletes and many listeners who also have an interest in doing the world majors, either as fundraising or otherwise. And we would really just like to get your insight of what it's like and the details of arranging and getting to Berlin and how that happens. So we're kind of we're going to pick your brain on that a little bit. Absolutely. Absolutely. So did you go through a third party to make your travel arrangements for Berlin? No, I was lucky enough to get the lottery for the marathon. So I, I was chosen through the lottery system. Uh, funny story there. Our, I didn't even know that the lottery was still open. Our daughter was born on November the 27th. I believe that was like the day before the lottery system closed for Germany. I was just sitting at the hospital room looking. I had her, I was holding my daughter. I'm saying, let me just look. And I, and I looked and the, the lottery was still open. That's when I applied for the lottery. I'm like, hey, why not? It was like the day before it expired. And then we ended up finding that, hey, heck, we got picked for the lottery in Germany. So we that was exciting. Uh, and then as far as traveling, uh, we just kind of went through like the the Expedia, the local websites, and I did a lot of research uh, on what was close. Also, one of our fellow runners, Jennifer, uh, who also works at the hospital, uh, found out that she was going. So we kind of coordinated a little bit to kind of where she was staying. So we would be close nearby. So we kind of hang out a little bit while we were down in Germany. But I was lucky enough to get the lottery to run the marathon. That was exciting. Do you know what percentage of entrance won the lottery do you know how that worked uh i'm not sure of the exact percentage but i know it's pretty low uh for berlin it might not be as low as london or japan i believe it was around five percent maybe it could wow. be a little bit higher than that but it was it's it's fairly low i just i'm not sure on the exact percentage as, as far as how many international runners get the ballot to get to run it so when you arrived in Berlin you obviously were there to do the race but did you do some sightseeing before the race uh yes again we got there Thursday Jennifer uh and myself we kind of landed about the same time so we as we got back to the hotel kind of settled in just kind of walked around Berlin for a little while grabbed some food tried to get some rest but wasn't really happening uh, at least for me anyway for the first few days and then uh Friday uh, same kind of a deal. I pretty much just walked a lot of the, a lot of the sites uh, and stuff like that, just to kind of run and see the local areas. Just looked up online what was there to do: the museums, this, the Berlin Wall, the uh, 
different uh, sites, the Brandenburg Gate, just to kind of take pictures, a lot of the parks there. Uh, they had done the tour. I just mostly kind of did, just walked around, just taking pictures. For me personally, with the, all this COVID stuff, uh, I had signed up to get my COVID test done at the expo, uh, but that ended up screwing everything up as far as uh, me getting a bracelet. They wouldn't give me one. They thought that I hadn't gotten the test yet. So it was the big of a mix up. So I had to go back to the expo like three or four times. So that was a little hectic. But other than that, I just, just walked the city, avoided restaurants for the most part, just ate local street food and just kind of, I think it was just best to walk and see the city that way. So did you find any issues as far as, well, this is an assumption on my part, I should ask, do you speak their language? Uh, no, I, a lot of people actually spoke English. It's not much of a language issue that I encountered. There's a uh, friendly folks, uh, a lot of English speaking uh, people, a lot of tourists, obviously, in the time that we were there, just from all over the world, which was pretty exciting to see. But I didn't realize before I got there how diverse a country, or in particular Berlin, really is. I mean, there was locals of all kinds of nationalities there. Uh, I'm Indian. In Owensboro, we don't have many. I mean, obviously, no Indian restaurants here to eat. But in Berlin, of all places, there were like four different restaurants within a mile of each other from the hotel. I'm like, wow. Uh, I didn't realize, A, how many different nationalities were over there, which is pretty uh, pretty nice to see. So did you have any issues with jet lag? There's a seven-hour time difference? No. Thursday when we got there in the morning, I, for some reason, I just didn't want to fall asleep. I stayed awake most of the day, not, not much of an issue. Uh, we went to the expo, got there. Uh, the uh, Jennifer and them, we all kind of walked over to the expo, walked back that night, tried to get some sleep, wasn't having it. Friday came around for myself. I didn't really sleep much all day Friday either until about the, and then you start to get nervous as Saturday comes around. You're like, oh crap, uh, I've trained this hard. The race is tomorrow. But pretty much I hadn't slept much for about two or three days leading into Saturday. And my body said, nope, Saturday night, you have to go to bed today. So it's like uh, I got good eight or nine hours of sleep on Saturday night to wake up on Sunday morning. It was a pretty refreshing start to Sunday. Well, that's good. Probably got more sleep than if you were at home because of the newborn. <laughs> that for sure. Leading up until Saturday, it's like I just the nerves were getting to you and you're just thinking all kinds of stuff. And But by the time Saturday, like I said, Saturday night came around and my body said, nope, you got to go to bed. Time to go get some sleep. So mm -hmm. I just tried some and then fell asleep for a while. So it was, it was pretty refreshing. So tell us about race morning. So you get up and your routine and then you head to the starting line. Uh, so prior to getting to race morning, so it was just, uh, it was, I'm not sure it's probably by coincidence. So what I did to try to calm some of my nerves leading into, because uh, I could just Saturday, it's like Friday nights, Saturdays, Thursday night. I just like I was nervous about the race, so what I couldn't sleep. Uh, so what I did, I would just play the different prayers on my phone, all just to kind of calm my mind, just to focus my head on something else other than just the the marathon coming up. Uh, so Friday night, one of the prayers that I've listened to probably uh, over the gosh so many different times over the years leading up until uh, when I paid attention to what 
they were saying, I had never heard this particular phrase kind of mentioned in it. So essentially what the, our priest was saying in this prayer is that uh, if you follow, so we call God, it's just like, it's like a two-part word. One is just like the uh, all kind of, uh, I don't know, what am I trying to find the right word? Uh, kind of like almighty, all uh, powerful, best teacher that you can have for yourself, essentially, that call God our best teacher, that the path to follow, you follow his teachings, you learn from it. Uh, so the or the priest was saying, you follow the God's teachings, hey, you'll never get tired. So I'm like, oh, how appropriate is that? I've heard this prayer so many years to finally kind of let that sink in. I'm, I thought that was pretty appropriate. So comes in handy later on. And then the other followed that up the next part of that he says if you follow god's teaching a the first part you'll never get tired two no amount of ailments can slow you down they can't hurt you they yeah, no amount of evil can uh, slow you down if you just stay in the right path i'm like oh those two things combined together i'm like i've never heard him say this and i'm 38 years old i've been listening to this prayer for a long time over the next day or two, Saturday night, just kind of just repeated that over and over in my head. And so when we come Sunday morning, again, I just kind of say my, which we always start our day here. My wife is very religious. So we, we wake up, we listen to our prayers, we start the day that way. So I followed the same routine, went and got breakfast. So when I got to the starting gate about an hour beforehand, I, I took a banana from the hotel. So I mean, I, so I ate that when I got there. Uh, and then after that, it was just waiting to start. No more nerves. We're like, uh, just to kind of be around people, just that positive energy. Everybody's excited. You're like, come on now, let's, let's get going. We're, I'm ready. Let's go. Uh, so by then you're just waiting to start the race. Was the start similar to what you had experienced in Chicago? Not as crowded as Chicago in 2019. A lot less people. I think it's probably because of COVID. They were pretty strict at the starting corral as far as masks and stuff go. But I remember Chicago, we were jam-packed and there was a lot of people uh, here. It was pretty packed, but I think we were decently, uh, not really spread out, but I think there was a lot more room to just kind of walk around in as far as uh, at the starting corrals. So what was your race strategy starting Berlin? So what we had practiced and uh, what plan was run 30 minutes, take a Gatorade about 15, run the 30, take a gel, kind of repeat the process every 15 and 30 minutes. The pace was supposed to be uh, 12 minutes, 30 uh, seconds per minute mile. So I started out and I looked at my watch and I said, oh, God, they're going to be bad because I'm running too fast. I'm in the 11s. I'm going. It's just I was like, oh, wait, let me just slow down. I tried, but it just wasn't happening that day. It was just, I mean, I. I was in the 11s consistently at the start, and it slowed down a little bit to close to 12s. But, I mean, it stayed probably upper upper 11s, near 12, just a lot faster than uh, what the intentions were. The plan was 1230, and was, we had Boston coming up in two weeks after this one. But the legs were feeling good after a while, and I just said, you know what, I'm trying to slow it down, and it's not working. Legs are feeling good, so I'm just going to run what feels comfortable at the moment, just kind of forget the watch. So so I just kind of just went by feel, feeling pretty good that day, that morning. I tried to slow down, but I guess the legs just wanted to go a little bit faster that, to start the race. So what shoes did you race in? I had the Nike, the Alpha Fly. I had broken those in uh, here, uh, so they weren't like fresh out the box when I took them down. But I do like to, I did the same thing when I ran in Chicago. I treated myself to an expensive pair of running shoes before I went. So I ran that one 
and I retired those shoes. So the plan was to run the three this year and then retire these and buy another one for next time, but we'll still have to save these. So I Alpha Flies, very comfortable shoe. So I, I think the Alpha Flies are a lot like having a Corvette or a Ford Mustang. They just want to go fast. Yes. I've done like the the not that distance in them, but like lesser miles, the faster you go and less springiness into that shoe, it feels pretty good. And then I noticed the, the last long runs here, I had that shoe on to try to break it in. The legs just weren't as sore a, at the end of that run or the next morning, just the kind of recovery standpoint. So I figured all that science, there must be something to it. Uh, it was actually, it's a very comfortable shoe. Yeah, they definitely are supposed to help a little bit with pace, with increasing the pace a little bit, but also they are supposed to prevent as much soreness. Yeah, I, I believe it. Being a slow runner, I'll take all the speed I can get. I really did enjoy running in the Alpha Fly. It was uh, pretty pleasant. I would not say you're a slow runner. When you onboarded with us as coaches, you had indicated your 5K PR was somewhere in the 13 to 14 minute range per mile. And looking back at your data before Berlin, you had in one of your training runs done a 5K in. 30.54, so much faster than what you thought you were in the beginning before you really started focusing on your training. I, I agreed. Uh, this whole training cycle, it was, uh, it was just so exciting just to see improvements. I, just from where I started to during the middle towards the end, just to, to know that some of the times I ran in training, I didn't think I could run those times. So it's exciting. It was more motivating to just like, man, I can run that. I can't believe I just ran a eight something minute mile or a nine minute mile. I didn't even think I was ever going to get to those numbers. So to be able to do that, and I was just, just it's exciting. It just I felt the improvement in the legs. I felt the improvement in like my running mechanics overall. The other thing I learned just to just forget the watch sometimes. It just just run. Uh, running on the belt I know pretty much got the distances down so I didn't I know what I was where I was at where I was running I stopped focusing on the pace I just just ran the faster workouts so I did those I tried I pretty much avoided looking at what pace I was running just it was, it was pretty refreshing it was just exciting to see improvement uh, just kind of addicting a little bit just to like oh god I, I did that now let the, what can I do next how can I improve over what I just did so it was pretty exciting well I think there's at least two things that contributed to your vast improvement and the first thing is you were incredibly consistent you got out there and did the work day after day week over week and it just makes a huge difference to have that consistency and I think the other thing that you did well is if you were experiencing some sort of injury or niggle or pain, you were smart enough to lay off and address it immediately. And you were just very proactive to be able to keep yourself moving forward. So you just did an excellent job throughout that entire training cycle. Thank you. I, I credit uh, both of those things to you guys, eh, as far as just being consistent. And I was like, oh, man, if I skip a run tonight because I'm tired, they're going to yell at me tomorrow. So I might as well just go out and do a run. Now, you guys just kind of hold almost held me accountable in a way where I, if I was just me doing it, I probably wouldn't have done as many of the runs that I ended up doing. 
just because hey, you're tired at the end of the day. Typical excuses that everybody makes, but just because you guys are watching, I think you held uh, me accountable for a lot of them. Uh, and then as far as injuries, it's just what you guys preached. The goal was to get to the start line healthy. If there is a little bit of injury here and there, you slow down and take a day or two of rest, recover, and then get back at it. There's no need to, to kind of worsen anything in training and get to the start line hobbled. So I credit both of those things to you guys for just to kind of instilling that at the uh, towards the start of that training and uh, holding me accountable throughout the whole uh, training process there. So as a as a doctor, do you ever have a patient come in and think, man, I wish he or she would have come in three weeks ago before they made it worse? <laughs> yes, I've seen a few patients like that 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 are very active uh, locally that have just kind of pushed themselves a little bit and just kind of have to tell them like, oh gosh, you, you probably made this one a little worse. It hurts to say, because when, when you're a runner, because uh, I kind of felt for him, I, I can especially relate now that I I got injured during the run in Berlin. I'm like, oh man, uh, geez, if you would just kind of slow down a little or maybe just do whatever you did and then just kind of taking a little bit of time off, you would have recovered a lot faster from what happened. But I can definitely relate to some of those things especially now being injured myself to some of these runners and or these different athletes what they go through yeah so let's go back to the race your legs are feeling great and your pace is even faster than anticipated but feeling strong and so then what happens yeah so during the race like you said uh, it's hot, humid, but didn't matter that day. It's one of those days, I'm sure you guys have experienced this as well as most runners do. It was a day where everything was going pretty well. Uh, legs were feeling great, strong. Uh, nothing was uh, bothering me at all. Had the music going, just jamming out, just looking at different sites, enjoying the run. Two things happened early. One, about 12-ish, 12 and a half miles in, my watch decided that it was going to stop recording the run. And I realized that a little bit after. So I'm like, oh, crap, it stopped recording. So I, hey, I lost track of what time I was running then because I had to restart the watch. So I had no idea where I was or what I was running. And then once it restarted, you get to about mile 17. That's where all kinds of action happened there. Uh, so I ended up stepping on an uneven patch of road. That's when I sprained my ankle or it, foot, really, less so than the ankle. That's when I heard it snap. So I knew I had broken my foot about mile 17 and I was like oh crap right before I did this too I'm like oh man I'm running really good I've ran 17 miles it feels like I've only done about five my legs are feeling awesome I think I'm gonna put up a pretty good time and nope God wasn't having it that day he said I'll show you a good time (laughs) (laughs) so I step on that uneven patch of road I sprained and I heard it I heard it break I'm like oh crap I've done something pretty good here uh I just couldn't put any weight on it. Luckily, there was a medical tent right around the corner from where I injured it. And I told the uh, one of the volunteers, and I said, hey, I just broke my foot. I want, can you tape it up for me? They're like, excuse me? You, what did you just say? He's like, yep, I, I just broken my foot. Tape it up. I don't want to really bend it. Just need to get to the finish line. So that I had him really tape it up like I was just like a boxer's gloves when they wrap it up. It was all kinds of tape on there. Took two ibuprofens from him. And then just uh, after that, I uh, had no idea what time I was running or how much time I had left because of the watch incident. Uh, and then your brain is all kinds of 
uh, I was like, oh man, what do I do now? Do I, uh, am I going to finish? One thing I never did thought of was stopping and just to kind of mailing it in. So I'm like, oh man, what do I need to do to just keep going? Couldn't walk any at that point. It was just too painful. So I'm like, I'm just going to walk on my heel just to kind of let my body get used to just walking. And then over time, it just kind of got in a little bit of rhythm where I could just go from my heel to my big toe just to kind of totally avoid the pressure on the lateral foot. And then over and like, okay, I can do this. Or felt like if I crunched my toes together, walk on my toes, I could do a little bit of running. So I would just run as much as I could, walk a little bit, run as much as I could, walk a little bit. And then you get into a little bit of rhythm and you're like, all right, you just keep on going. Uh, and then over time, I mean, I, when I got towards the end there, I had no idea how much time I had left. It was just like, I'm like, it doesn't matter. I'm just going to keep going until uh, they, either they'll take everything off and just going to try and finish this whole thing. And you did, and you were well under the time limitations. That, that's right. So when I got towards the end there, I'd make that turn, you see Brandenburg Gate, you know, that's the home stretch. And I looked at my watch and I thought I had like two minutes left because I had no idea where I was. And I'm like, oh man, two minutes. I'm this close. So I just sprinted it like the last leg and I, I got close over the finish line and I'm thinking I had just made it like maybe 10 seconds left before everything was going to get shut down. Oh my God. Yes, I made it. And then my wife texts me right after because she'd been tracking and she's like, Oh, so proud of you. You finished in like five hours and 42 minutes. And I said, stop it. Five forty-two. <laughs> I thought I had 10 seconds left. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you should have texted me uh, beforehand, letting me know I had a whole bunch of time left. Maybe I could have slowed down a little bit back there. Uh, but I crossed that finish line. It's just, I almost kind of, I almost lost it a little bit. I was just like, just sitting there, just, I don't think I've ever been so emotional. Just, it's, I, like, I don't, can't believe, hey, I just did that too. It's just, it's, it's, I don't know, it's just a feeling. It was pretty unbelievable. I didn't know I had that in me, to be honest. Uh, didn't know I could do something like that. So when I injured it, this is where the the two prayers that we that I mentioned earlier came into uh, into my head. So, and the other thing I didn't mention is what when I do run, uh, I run with a, a t-shirt that says Heart Warriors. What uh, my sister told me was when these kids that are born with the heart defects, they're they're called as Heart Warriors. So my niece who's uh, 10 now, uh, she came up with the name. That's like our little team. So what I put is Heart Warriors and I have our kids' names on them. And then I have my niece's name in the back, kind of like a jersey, just to to, to know who, hey, who I'm running for, what I'm running for. Uh, and then, uh, so I just grabbed my shirt to, just to kind of get some uh, power and motivation out of the, uh, remind me what I'm uh, running for, just to kind of get the energy that way into just to, a lot of those prayers were set in the last nine miles to, to kind of get me through the finish line. It was a, a pretty surreal experience. I'm not going to lie. It's incredible that you were able to finish with a, a broken bone. That's that's amazing. It's also amazing that the the two pieces of that prayer that you just happened to listen to were so relevant to what was gonna what you were going to need in that race. It's bright. I like I said, I've heard this prayer for so many years to never truly kind of hone in on something that specific that's 
said in that prayer all these years until a couple of days before the race. I was like, there had to be somebody, uh, a bigger power looking out for something, trying to pass a message along there, I feel like. Uh, otherwise, why would you, A, during your nervous mind two days before a race, mind would kind of focus in on those two things to, that you have in a prayer that you've heard for, gosh, so many years. Uh, I don't know. I think there's definitely proof, proves in my head that there's some kind of higher power there guiding you through all these things. But yeah, it was, it was surreal. I didn't even know I could do something like that. I still can't believe that I finished it. <laughs> well, it was amazing. Uh, one thing that was definitely to your advantage is you trained through a very hot and humid summer. You had many, many very hot days that you got out there and did the work. And I think that was helpful. I think Berlin's temperature was much hotter and more humid than typical for that time of year. Agreed. The whole time we were there, it was in the 60s, cold and windy. Uh, it was actually pretty cold. I'm glad I bought a jacket from the expo. Cause I didn't, I just had t-shirts and shorts that I took with me. I'm like, Oh great. This jacket will come in handy the whole time. We're like, if only there's less wind, but to keep the temperature the same, uh, it would be pretty amazing. But now that the day of the race, I believe it was close to 80 and it was like 90% humid, not ideal running conditions. There's uh, it was pretty hot. Yeah. So your foot is injured, but it's getting better. What are your running goals? Once you get healthy, uh, running goals, a, I'll say this, I've never in my life been more motivated to get back out and, and go for another run. It's just, I'm just itching to get back out. So I've got about two more weeks in the boot. So I used, a goal was just to get sub five and I will definitely train with you, hopefully with your help uh, next year to get there. So trying to go for London now, I've applied for that lottery to see what, see what that, see if we'll get it. Uh, I don't know if I probably won't but we'll see uh, there we've got new york next year uh, that was supposed to be this year so that's one uh, i'm also registered for chicago so if i don't get london i'll go back up in that uh, next october for my two marathons next year so a sub five definitely i think i'm just gonna train i've cleaned up my diet even more so than what i did when i was training just to kind of stay active just uh overall uh, just motivated and down the road uh, just so I can keep telling my mind is one day I'm going to not only get sub five is that uh, and I get a 310 is my age group for Boston. So my, I had my wife making a shirt that says three hours and 10 minutes. So I can never just wear it every time I run. It's so like, just to kind of, it's going to keep getting better. I've never, ever been motivated in my life just to kind of stay, stay physically active. Just, I think this injury is just, uh, I don't know if it was a blessing in disguise or what, but it's just my motivation level just to kind of get better as a runner just through the roof at the moment. I'm just excited to get back out and get back out safely, first of all, and then just keep getting better, keep getting better. Yeah, that's the most important thing is we love the excitement, but we definitely don't want to jump the gun and right. back in any way. So how would you, going back to Berlin just a little bit, how would you explain the course? Were there was it completely flat, or were there a few overpasses, or what was the course like? Extremely flat. With there was a few stretches. There was just some gentle, gentle uphill, but you, some small enough where it is not an issue whatsoever. But majority of the course is a flat or slightly downhill going. It's just it's just a, it's a nice, nice 
course just to kind of run through berlin it was beautiful i it, it truly is very nice flat as a pancake pretty much yeah, so looking to new york next fall we'll definitely have to start thinking about getting up and down the that's overpasses right. from borough to borough that's right uh, we'll actually be at new york as well next year all right well ryr reunion uh, we were supposed to do it in boston but we'll have to do it in new york we can do it yes, and, and dean will be running new york as well so that's nice nice that's awesome and we've also put our name in the hat for the london lottery as well hey there you go you never know uh, if it's meant to happen it'll happen i'm just hoping that if i get the lottery that she gets it also <laughs> that's that's right uh, there's something to be said about traveling with family uh, so if i ended up in that in the lottery uh, all of us will go to London. My wife will take the kids. My mother-in-law, father-in-law, my parents will go. Uh, my brother and his wife will go. Uh, his son, my sister, my brother-in-law, my niece. Uh, so we're just going to make a whole big thing of it. My niece has always wanted to go to Paris, and so did I, to see the Eiffel Tower. So we may just do London, enjoy London, see family that I haven't seen in a long time on both sides. My wife has a lot of family there, too. And then just make a couple of weeks trip out of it. it, it we're excited, just hoping we get the lottery come February. That would be fantastic. Yep, yep. Is there anything else that you would like to share about the race that we haven't discussed? No, I think we've covered pretty much everything other than it's just such a, for a city that has such sad history in the past, you kind of almost feel it when you're walking through Berlin. For them to hold a, such a positive event, to just meet so many nice, positive people in, in the city. It is truly a great experience, uh, something that I think hopefully uh, you guys will get to go do or other people just uh, get to experience just the joy of it, just to kind of see people cheering you on uh, along the course. It truly was pretty amazing. The only bummer is just getting the injury towards the end there. But other than that, such a positive trip. The best way to see Berlin, according to me, was just to get out and just walk it. Uh, everything was just so close i never did realize how close everything was from the hotel especially where i was staying at you go one way and you have the brandenburg gate not that far you got the the tier garden the big park that you run by and the holocaust museum and you go a little bit on the other side you've got the berlin wall you've uh, you got the checkpoint charlie and you got all kinds of other things that you can see this one like it was truly just to kind of walk the city it was pretty nice sounds like you walked a marathon before you ran a marathon uh no, it wasn't really that much walking because everything was just so close. Yeah. <laughs> but we, we we did get some miles. I know we had those workouts done, so I figured you guys wouldn't mind. Uh, instead of running, we just did a lot of walking. That's right. When you're taking a trip overseas to Germany, you better take advantage of seeing the sights, for sure. That's Yep, and then most of the time, again, we did eat at some restaurants, but uh, the smaller street food stuff, I just, as I was walking, I see I would see a big line at a, a place. I'm like, this place looks good. And I'm going to wait in line and get some food here. Well, I'm, then we'll keep going. Uh, it was probably the best decisions I made. It was great food. It wasn't even that expensive. You, and you get to just enjoy city just by being on your feet. The same experience I had in Chicago. I'm from Chicago. When I did that marathon, that's like the best way to see a city is just run through it. I've been through all those neighborhoods individually, but never collectively on a run. So it was just an experience that it almost kind of addicting in a way. I'm like, this is just the best way to see the people, best way to see the city experience, the whole culture. 
they're just going for a run. I agree. Well, Harpreet, first of all, it's just a pleasure coaching you, and it's a pleasure having gotten to know you better over the last few months. And we certainly appreciate your willingness to jump on here with us tonight. I know you're a busy guy, and be sure and let your wife know that we appreciate her as well and letting us share your time. I sure will. I sure will. Thank you, guys. Thank you for everything you did to get me ready. I would say to get me into the best shape I've ever been in my life at this point, just to kind of get through it. That feeling prior to the injury to run that many miles, uh, to only feel like you've only done five or six and you're at 17, it was just, that's addicting. I just can't wait to do that one again. So it's just, uh, that was just awesome. Thank you for everything, guys. Thank you. We really appreciate your positive attitude and with your goal of initially sub five, running a 542 with a broken foot, I think sub five is just right around the corner. I think I appreciate it. Uh, hopefully next year we'll get sub five and then we'll keep going uh, better and better from there. Three hours and 10 minutes, like my shirt says now. <laughs> I like it. That's right. right. Thank you guys. Thanks for being on the show. Well, that was great that Harpreet shared his story with us. And it's really encouraging just to see how much he's progressed and his positive attitude, even with a little bit of adversity. And I've got a scripture that I'd like to share today. It is Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. At RYR Endurance Team, we specialize in customized coaching. What is customized coaching? It's more than a training plan. It's a relationship. It's a partnership. So what are your goals? What are you training for? Contact us at ryrcoach at gmail.com or visit us on our website, ryrenduranceteam.com. Hey, if you enjoy our podcast, please do us a favor. Give us a five-star review and subscribe. This helps others find us. Thanks for listening.